welcome to Moments in Time and Space, a microfiction podcast, bringing you tales of horror and suspense with your host, Aaron Miracle. Hello everyone. Automation is the way of the future. Many tasks that humans perform now will be done by a machine in the future. A machine that never tires. A machine that never stops. A machine that cannot understand the difference between paradise and a parking lot. Kids, take all what you can carry, and one special thing. Sarah shot the stairs. Okay, Mama, came back a reply from two young voices. Sarah's hand lingered on the worn banister as she looked around the tidy foyer. This cozy, two-story, century-old brownstone house had been their home for the past 15 years. Sarah had fallen in love with it as soon as she had seen it, and could not believe no other family had claimed it. Her husband John had put a lot of work into maintaining the home, with scavenged materials he either found or treated for. It became their small piece of paradise, and a world of ravaged by the builders. Sarah let her hand slip from the banister. Anyone know where your dad is? He's out back, Mama, replied Julie, her precious ten-year-old daughter. The worn floorboards creaked as Sarah made her way down the hallway that led to their backyard. She ran her hand along the faded and peeling wallpaper as she went. There were so many memories trapped within the walls of this home. Memories that would soon be reduced to rubble by powerful soulless machines. The back door was open, and Sarah stepped down some worn stone steps to a small patio. The cement tiles were faded, and some were even cracked, but that didn't matter. Sarah recalled how excited John had been when he found so many of them. He had spent a week bringing them all home and creating a spot that reminded him of his childhood. Beyond the small patio lay the real treasure of their family home. A carpet of thick green grass covered most of the backyard. Such a sight was rare in this age of the builders. The children had been blessed to experience playing on the cool long blades. Sarah and her husband would often come out here just to sit and enjoy their vision of green. It was a rare escape from the towers of concrete and steel that lie not far from their home. John was walking on the grass gazing downward. He had taken off his prized sandals and left them on the patio. The footwear had cost him six batteries in trade, and Sarah thought they were a luxury, but John insisted that he needed them. He seemed lost in his own thoughts and did not notice that Sarah was watching him. John? He did not look up. Remember when the kids took their first steps in the grass? I do, John. We had our first family picnic on this spot right here. The kids thought it was the most amazing thing. Honey, the builders are coming. We need to leave. Come take one last walk with me. Sarah smiled and kicked off her weathered slides. With a tentative step, she placed one foot into the grass and then the other. The cool blades felt refreshing against the soles of her feet, and Sarah could feel some of the stress leave her body. As she made her way to her husband's side, each step brought back memories of her time in this backyard sanctuary. Watching the sunrise on cool mornings, chasing the children and hearing their squeals of joy, cuddling under a blanket with John while watching the stars and enjoying the warmth of each other's bodies. Sarah reached John's side and slipped her hand to her husband's. John, it is time to go. He squeezed her hand gently. I don't want to. We have to. A distant sound of three long horn blasts rang out. John looked at Sarah and smiled, his face wet with tears. She gently reached up and wiped him away, stroking his cheek gently. Warning blast, John said. 30 minutes until they arrive. Sarah nodded and led her husband back to the patio. The pair put their footwear back on and entered the house once more. John put his fingers to his lips and blew a sharp whistle. Kids, you ready? John shouted. Time to go. 
two small children came bouncing down the stairs. In the lead was Julie, and behind her was Michael, her eight-year-old brother. Each of them wore a large backpack and carried a small bag under their arm. Sarah was already putting on her backpack, and John scooped up his, more at rest in the foyer. Once the family was sure that they had all the belongings they could carry, Sarah opened the door of the brownstone house. Each of them filed out of their home and into the street. They were joined by neighbors and friends, who were also carrying backpacks and bundles. A few were even pushing makeshift carts full of possessions through the crowded street. We're going to head east, Sarah said. Sam told me the builders came through there about 20 years ago, so they shouldn't be back for another 80 years or so. Is it a far walk, Mama? Michael asked. Not far, just a kilometer or two. We'll be at our new home in no time. The family began their trek along a side street that led away from their home. As they walked, Sarah could see that the street was lined with similar older homes that people were in the progress of vacating. The further they walked east, the less old homes they saw. Eventually, they crossed a clear border where the bills had already been and left their mark on the earth. Mama, what is that? Julie asked and she pointed. Sarah looked and saw her daughter was pointing to a row of squat gray cube structures. They were two stories high and all looked the same. The front of the structure had four large square windows and a slate gray door that faced the street. There was also no yard to speak of, just a pale slab of concrete that ran to the sidewalk that was free from cracks and blemishes. That is a house, Sarah said. No, it isn't, Michael said. It is the house the builders leave behind, John explained. I heard the builders are flying monsters that breathe fire, Michael said. They come in the night when you're sleeping. No, they aren't, Julie said. Right, Dad? The builders are large machines, bigger than you can imagine. They travel across the world, always destroying everything in their path. Behind them, more machines come and build new things, John explained. Like these houses. Where did the builders come from? Julie asked. No one knows for sure, John said. Some say there was a great war and the builders were created to rebuild the cities. Others say they were always here and slept deep within the earth until we woke them up. Kelly Sparks said that aliens created them so they could invade us, Michael said. Kelly Sparks is a goof, Julie snorted. There's no such thing as aliens. From behind the family came the sound of things being demolished, mixed with the occasional scream. The earth rolled beneath their feet, as if a herd of great beasts were thundering across a wide open plain. The children turned to look back, but John pushed them forward. Let's get going, kids. We'll find a new home soon, John said. Maybe if you are good, I will let you pick out the one we will live in. The children cheered and John looked at Sarah. She was looking back at where their old home was. With each sound of destruction the unseen machines made, Sarah shook a little. John reached out, took her hand gently, and squeezed it. Sarah squeezed back and the family pressed on once more. Enjoy what you have, while you have it. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Twitter at Moments in TAS. Feel free to recommend this podcast to others and help it grow. The opening and closing theme is Creepy Night by Daniel Carlton. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and be well. See you soon. <laughs>